0: Well, it is so good to see you, and it's Kathy and I are glad to be back uh, from our vacation, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, I had a laugh, though, this morning. Uh, You know, preachers, we have a lot of weird things go through our minds, and and this morning I got here, I opened up my office, and uh, when I went in, half of my books are packed. And I thought to myself, well... Is that a sign that they've decided and, you know, they're packing me up and on the way out? Just the books that are 1940 and older. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I guess I'll be here for a while unless they're going to pack the rest up. But, uh, um, but it is good to be back. We went up the east coast of uh, the United States and part of Canada and uh, had a great time. Had great weather. Had great weather. Had a good time. This morning, I want to preach on new beginnings. I don't know about you, but I am so glad that our God provides a way to give us a new beginning. And a lot of us, including myself, that new beginning is not just a one-time thing. Isn't it amazing how God in our lives sometimes It's multiple times he will offer a new beginning. One of the amazing things is we continue to study in the book of Genesis how God has given the children of Israel a new beginning after they had messed up. You see, we have been slowly going through the book of Genesis, and we are now in the 12th chapter of Genesis. First two chapters was creation, okay, basically creation. But by the third chapter, we find where man and woman who had disobeyed God and they were cast out of the garden. And then by the fourth chapter, we find where Cain murdered his brother. And by the the sixth sixth and seventh chapter, we find where humanity became so corrupt that God caused the earth to... With a flood and everything was destroyed except Noah and those that God had ordained to be in that ark. And then in chapter 9, we find where Noah gets drunk and exposes himself to his son. And then two weeks ago, we talked about how in, in, in defiance of God, the people gathered in a place they were not supposed to, and, to, and they built a city, they built a town, and God had to come and put confusion upon them, and spread them across this world. You know, as you think about those things, the world back then was a mess. But, you know, as we look at our world today, our world also is a mess. Things that we see in our world today, would you say in our world today there's disobedience? Yes. Is there murder? Yes. Is there deception, drunkenness, nudity, rebellion, all those things? Yes. What if we were caught up in those things? What if we had gotten in those things? Some people have. As we look at that this morning, I want you to see that our God is a God who wants to come into our life and give us a new beginning. Maybe in our lives, things have been going fine, according to us. (laughs) But God comes along and wants to give you something new. Or maybe in our lives, we have got caught 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 up. I was trying to make a word there. (laughs) Caught up in the drunkenness and the rebellion and all those things. And now God is saying, hey. I want to give you an opportunity for a new life. Would you take it? Now, I am sure none of you do this. How many of you with your cell phones, don't don't, don't get them out yet. When your cell phone rings, buzz, vibrates, whatever it does, and you look at it and it's a number you know, or your phone even tells you who it is, and you look at it and say, nah, I'll call them later. Which means You've never done that, right? Never done that. I know you've never done that. Well, what if you looked down and it said "God calling"? Young people, what would you do if it said "God calling"? Preston, what would you do if it said "God calling"? Can't talk. What would you do? A lot of us would drop the phone, go what? You know, just or we would think, oh, that's a prank. But you think about it: what would it take for us to think, or to realize, is God calling us? I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the Book of Genesis, chapter twelve. In this chapter, we begin as you see all this destruction that I mentioned before. Now we're seeing that God calls a new beginning. For a man named Abraham or Abram. So look with me in Genesis twelve, it'll be on the screen. It says the Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, I will bless you, I will make your I will sorry, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and the possessions that he had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. And when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the site of Shechem at the oak of Morah. And that time the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared, I'm sorry, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offering I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched, 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 pitched. His tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, and he built an altar to the Lord there, and he called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram journeyed by stages to the Negev. Now, as I was reading that, I had a little flashback. I was reminded this week on our cruise, we were in the northeast. Several people said, You have an accent. And I said, "What kind of an accent?" They said, "A Southern accent." I said, "You haven't heard a Southern accent." <laughs> and so, as I was reading that, I said, "Yeah, my Southern accent's getting in the way here." But, uh, but you know, in life, sometimes life maybe goes as planned, right? Sometimes life, well, it doesn't go as planned. So, what do we do? Here, God looked down upon a man that was 75 years of age. If you're 75, what are you thinking? You're thinking, well, 75. I'm in going from the third quarter into the fourth quarter. You know, what, what terminology do you want to use? You know, 75. Some people said, well, I'm hoping for, what is it, uh, extended uh, overtime. Thank you, President. Overtime. Seventy-five. Can God use people that are 75? Here we find that God does something amazing. If God is going to call somebody, here we find that God called a man who was 75 years old. And the Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Guys, what this is, in my translation, it doesn't use the word, but I want you to know this is the first of seven promises that God gives to Abraham. Tara, what was that first song we sang this morning? Death was erected. And I think in that song, if I remember, and I could not, um, it talks about, oh, my mind is gone again. It'll come to me. No, it won't. Okay, moving on to the next point. I had this problem in the first service. My mind is kind of jumbled. But God calls us. And as God calls us, sometimes maybe it's unexpected. You ever get a call where you go, "Man, I hadn't heard from that person in years. And so a lot of times you're eager and sometimes maybe go, well, I don't know, it's been years, let's let it be a couple more years. But, but God has a way of calling us. But sometimes in our mind, we think, well, God's not going to call me anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm this age. I'm, I, I, I've got this problem. I, 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 I've wasted my life. Or I, I'm just at a point that I, I just don't think I can be any good for God. Guys, have you realized, all throughout the Bible, God didn't pick the wise at times. He didn't pick the richest. At times. He picked people that. If someone else looked upon. Would say. Well I could have made a better draft pick than that. You know. In our world today. Isn't it amazing who God picks. God picked Abraham. Now Abraham. And his family were living. In the area what we call Ur of the Chaldeans. This was a very, an area that was filled with idol worship. If Abram and his family would have stayed there, they most likely, if not, would have worshipped idols. Or the half-moon god was the, was the, I don't know what a half-moon god is, but, but, but the, the, the moon god there was what the people worshipped. Think with me. Here, God called Abraham and brought him out of that. Not only did God call him and, and bring him out of that, God made promises to Abraham. And as we study about Abraham in the next few weeks, Abraham became what we know today as the beginning of Israel, as the beginning of, of the nations in the lineage of our Lord. And so as we look at Abraham. Abraham received a call. Now, what I want you to notice, that that in that call, Abraham wasn't expecting that call, but God called him. And he was 75. I'm sure Abraham was thinking, look, I've done my bit. But God called him. Sometimes we're in our youth and God calls. Sometimes we're in a situation that is not pretty. It is heinous, it's, it's ugly, and God calls. Well, let me tell you, there's a reason God's calling. And if God calls, can you think of a time where, where God calls and then you answer and, and he just laughs in your face? God ain't going to do that. When God calls, we should listen. Even if we're in the deepest depths Of hell in the sense of living this on earth. We're in the deepest depths or we're young, we're whatever. And God calls, we should get excited. We should say, thank you, Lord, for calling me. Now, God called Abraham. Yes, he was advanced in age, but God had a plan for him. You see, Abraham's life life was not going exactly the way he had planned. His wife had not been able to bear a child. There was all these different things that were going on, but God called him. Now, how does God call? I know some of us, I know Brother Preston would like this. What if God texts you every day? What do you think about that? Now, some of us would say, hey, I'd go for that. God texts me every day. Tell me what I need to do. You know, someone said, okay, God, I, I can do that. Until we say, ignore. <laughs> that, not going to listen to that one today. How does God call? The glory of God calls. You know, Abraham says the Lord spoke to him. He appeared. Some use the word appeared. But God communicated with him. God spoke to Abraham. It is amazing today how God can speak to us today. Now. Some of us in this room have been around long enough to remember the original Ten Commandments movie with Charleston Heston. What is that thing? 50 years old now? 60? That's that on the old time channel. You know, that, that's where they show that. You know, the old time channel. You know, uh, the Ten Commandments, you know. Uh, in that movie, when God spoke, man, we had we had lightning. We had Thunder. Sound like we had some thunder and lightning last night, you know? Was God? I, I, was God speaking? What I'm saying today, I believe our Lord God is still speaking a mighty word today. I believe He is speaking, and and sometimes either we're not tuned in. You know, Kathy and I had to go a week without internet. There were people on our ship that were in withdrawals. They they went to us and said, Well, can't we buy it? And and they found, Well, yeah, for twenty dollars a day. To me, I don't need internet that bad. Some of you are thinking I never need internet. <laughs> but you know what about God calling? Sometimes we, we expect well God you gotta just you gotta bang it out, God. You gotta you gotta send the lightning and the thunder of park the Red Sea type thing and God then I'll listen oh I woke her up. Then I'll listen. But you know Sometimes God speaks through the smallest things, doesn't he? He speaks through a small voice. I believe God has, can, will, even our little, not little, our praise band. God can speak through them. Some of you have heard God's word through a message on the radio. God speaks, people. God speaks. And we need to see that that as he speaks, he has a plan. And and sometimes he said, okay, I know life is not going well for you right now, but but I want to give you a new beginning. Now, here he was asking Abraham to leave everything that was familiar to him. Now, sometimes in life, you know, we're creatures of habit. We, You know, right now, maybe in your life, maybe some of you are saying, look, my life is good. I don't need to make changes. I don't want to make changes. Life is good. Some of you are thinking, well, you know, my life could use some change. And God, you know, he said, well, okay, God, I, I really could use a change. So, okay, put the call through. I'm, I'm ready to hear. But sometimes because, quote, in our minds, life is going along good and we're comfortable and we've got our handle on things and God calls and mentions something to us. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, a lot of our missionaries today, some of our missionaries that we have on the field, some of them very early in their life felt God calling upon them to be a missionary. And so as that call continued and God fulfilled that call, that that was there. But some of the missionaries I've talked to will tell you a different story. They went on in their life. They got degrees, college degrees. They they got good jobs. I mean, high-paying jobs. And God called. And they said, God, I've got college behind me. I've got this good job. My family is taken care of completely. We're doing good. And then God calls and says, I want you to leave all that behind and go to the mission field. You know what? We have missionaries today who have done exactly that. What do we do when God calls? I was sharing in the last service, you know, in each year, and it's not something I, I you know, have as a reminder on my computer, but, but each year, the people that keep up our dictionaries, do you know that they add words to our dictionary every year? Do you know that? Now, some of them I don't know. Some of them I've never heard of. But they add them. Now, I know this bunch here, you know, those that are in spelling bees, you know, you've got to keep up with all those new words. But you know what something else that happens? Not only do they add words, do you know that they take words out of the dictionary each year? Because they're no longer used. They have gone out of practice. Do you know a word that I believe, maybe in my lifetime, but soon, You know, a word that I think is going to evaporate, 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 go away from our dictionary is the word commitment. You don't hear that word much. Commitment. Because what do we want to say instead of commitment? Well, preacher, I hope if I can. Preacher, I just feel like, you know, I should be able to do when I want to do it how I do it when I do it you know in other words if it feels good do it you remember the times and I, I'm I'm not saying this to go back to the way we work it's you know that's not going to happen but there was a time in churches even when people would take a, make a commitment to serve for a year in a position now we say well you will you do it for 3 months will you be part of a team Will you help out for two weeks? Or will you do this? Here's the newest one. Will you take this on as a temporary thing? Which means do it as long as, you know, until we come back again. But, but we say temporary because then it's not a commitment. You know, a lot of times we forget that God calls us. And when he calls us, he wants us to commit to him. Has it got to the point? That we no longer want to commit to God. Now. Most of you. Not all of you. Have a commitment. On that phone that you're carrying. You say I don't have a commitment. Well your parents does. For a year. For two years. On that phone. In other words someone's got to pay the bill. Or they're coming for you. Right. You have a commitment. What about our commitment to God? Well, I'll do that if, it, if it's okay. You see, God here was talking to Abraham, and it changed his life, but it changed it for good. Has, like I said, has God ever called you or spoke to you and, and, and just laughed in your face? No. I'll tell you, when God calls, maybe he calls to invite you to his son, Jesus Christ. Boy, isn't that a great call? God calls and I want to introduce you to my son, Jesus Christ. That's a call that we all need to take. That's not a call we need to hang up on or postpone. That is a call that we need to say, yes, I need to do that right now. I don't need to waste another minute because if we waste another minute, something might happen and it'll be too late. And you can't get that call again. And so the first call might be the call to salvation. And then God might call us to do something. You know, when we step out in faith, it, it brings us out of ourselves. It, it brings us out. A couple weeks ago, Tara and those that went to Guatemala, I almost said Haiti, uh, to Guatemala. I don't know if you picked up on it, but as they shared, you know, they knew they were going, most of them, they knew they were going to the Mount Nutrition Center. But something new this year was the school that they went to, a public school. Let me tell you, sometimes when you go on a trip, a mission trip, and you're in a different country and you're with different people, and they said, oh, by the way, we're going to go over here. Now, Tara knew ahead of time, but some of them didn't know. That's a little scary sometimes because, hey, I didn't know we were going to do that. You know, I didn't know we were going to do that. And, 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 and so that we hesitate sometimes. But faith, when we allow our faith to grow, it brings us out, and we are willing to do new things for our Lord. We need to be committed. We need to see that faith will bring us places. And here's where it gets that rubber to the wheel. Faith will bring us places sometimes. Oh, I don't know if I want to be there. But you know what? If God's calling you, it's not the place you want to be? If God's calling you, that's where we need to be. And so we need to see that faith will bring us places. It also reminds us of a song that I remember as a child. To trust and obey. You remember that song? Some of you do. Trust and obey for there's no other way. Remember that? Trust in our Lord. Faith will bring us on. You know, in, for most kids, you can't say all kids. Most kids, when they take that first step when they're a little child. Now, Abby, I, I wonder about you. When you were a little, little girl. When you took that first step, Abby, to walk, did you take one step? You think, or you took that one step and just kept on going? Ah, uh, so. oh. <laughs> incentive! <laughs> wow, wow! You know, in life, sometimes what is God doing? God wants us to listen to this. God wants us to step out our out of our Comfort zone sometimes and step out in faith. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're a little like, oh, I don't want to, but I've never done that. I've never stepped out there before. Remember when your mom and dad, for the first time, wanted you to jump into the pool or into the river and they were standing in the pool of the river and they said, come on, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. And you were hesitant. Now, if Preston was telling you that, I wouldn't have jumped. But, uh, but no. But, but, you know, it's all right. You had to have faith. And finally, your mom or your dad gave you enough of expression and love that you say, okay, they're not going to drown me. Uh, <laughs> and I can jump. Do we have the faith? Now, think about it. What do we need to have faith in? Not me, faith in God. And is God going to say, jump, jump, jump? And turn away? No. If God is calling, just like he was calling Abraham to leave his country, to go a different direction, we need to see that, hey, God is calling people today. And I believe in our world today, our God is still calling young people, children, adults, senior adults. God is calling and and saying, hey, I've got something new. I know. new New is frightening sometimes, isn't it? New is, oh, but it changed Abraham's life. And we're going to learn over the next few weeks. I'm, I'm not telling you that once he made that first step, everything went just perfect. Oh, they had their ups and downs. But you know what? One of the promises of God, and he told Abraham, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to leave you. And I want us to see this morning, God promises will stand the test of time. They will never fail. You can stand on them. They'll never fail. And this morning, are we willing to be useful for God? Lord, I just ask that you'd guide us and lead us this morning. Lord, you are a God of of a new beginning. Lord, you gave Abraham and his family a new beginning. Lord, as we look through the Bible... We see so many people that you gave that opportunity to. This morning, I pray that we would also see that that opportunity is for us as well. We respond today. And Lord, that we would look to you for that new beginning and have the faith that you will provide for us. Lord, I ask this in your son's name. Amen.